0: Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have panel members, Professor Dr. Giulio Del Popolo and Professor Dr. Gile Carcenti, and an associate member, Dr. Stefania Musco, from the EAU Guidelines Panel for Neurourology, discussing neurogenic stress urinary incontinence. Professor Del Popolo, why must the surgical management of neurogenic stress urinary incontinence be considered a challenge?
1: Neurogenic stress urinary incontinence must be considered as the hardest challenge for neurologists, taking into account several conditions, the gender, the neurological disease, and the secondary comorbidities. Despite the wide range of surgical options for stress urinary incontinence in both adult males and females, no real consensus has been reached about the optimal treatment in neurological patients. One reason is the often concomitant presence of severe neurogenic activity overactivity, and the reduced compliance, which may negatively impact the such and the incidence of complications. Furthermore, surgery may result in change of bladder management due to changes of uretra anatomy or uh, for complications, for instance, erosions. These issues are important for the achievement of dryness and the safety of the upper urinary tract. So my take-home message may be summarized as follows. Remember, stress urinary incontinence is often associated with NDO, thus most of the patient must be treated for neurogenic mixed incontinence. Treat NDO before or at least concomitantly. Because otherwise you have a high risk of failure and the upper urinary tract damage after this kind of surgery. The majority of patients need intermittent catheterization. Also, the high risk of urinary trauma and infections in neurological patients after any kind of implanted device, string or artificial sphincter, it must be widely discussed with the patient. Do not tightly constrict the urethra to prevent erosion. Verify if the patient is expert to easily perform a self-catheterization.
0: Dr Musco, what is the importance of urodynamic in neurogenic stress urinary incontinence?
2: Since neurogenic stress urinary incontinence frequently coexists with other storage or even voiding lower urinary tract dysfunctions, which may put the patient at risk of failure or complications, the indication for surgery must not be only clinical, but always urodynamically confirmed. Moreover... Neurodynamic evaluation before correction may help surgeons to better address the patients to one type of technique or even a combination of surgical procedures. As a matter of fact, in those patients with severe reduction of bladder compliance or detrusor overactivity are responsive to conservative treatment, according to literature, Blood augmentation has been concomitantly offered mainly during artificial sphincter implant or pubovaginal sling, whereas some authors described the concomitant injection of or botulinum toxin A during the positioning of synthetic female slings. Thus, the impact of urodynamics is not only fundamental in predicting the success of treatment to cure neurogenic stress urinary incontinence, but also to limit the risk of worsening of any urodynamic parameters, which may consider it at risk for the upper urinary tract.
0: Is there a place for bulking agents, and if so, in which patients?
2: Urethral bulking is a minimal invasive and repeatable procedure that involves different types of material, for instance, bovine, collagen, dextromer, microspheres, porous dermal, silicon micro balloons, which are cystoscopically injected around the walls of the urethra to narrow its internal lumen. Only two studies reported outcomes after the urethral bulking agents, and mainly in spinal cord males. Despite a good safety, this procedure has showed a low rate of cure and temporary amelioration in only about one-third of men. According to data, bulking agents may be reserved to male patients' suffering from mild neurogenic stress urinary incontinence as first-line treatment or in those unwilling to undergo more invasive procedure.
0: Should we use an autologous sling or synthetic mid tape for treating female neurogenic stress urinary incontinence?
1: Regarding the use of slings, I thought that are promising in terms of efficacy and safety, this approach was mainly offered to patients already managed by intermittent catheterization. Furthermore, consider the implication of the type of neurogenic low urinary tract dysfunction, mixing incontinence with NDO and all low compliance. Regarding patient selection criteria, our findings suggest that spinal bifida female patients who often have open-bladder neck and poor-bladder compliance mainly underwent to autologous partial rather than synthetic sling with concomitant bladder augmentation. Despite many different types of slings for neurological and non-neurological male and female have been proposed in the last 10 years, but we have still put data. We found that female patients submitted to vaginal ring placement with concomitant bladder augmentation reported that dryness was achieved in 83% of cases. On the other hand, eight to humans out of 94 female patients submitted to a synthetic mid- urethral ring for neurogenic stress urine and contents reported a significant improvement in 8-7% of cases. So it is still unclear which approach transobturator versus retropubic material and tape positioning should be recommended to reduce complications or the need of IC after surgery. EU yeah, recommendations are use an autologous urethal string if make patient we met patients with neurogenic urinary incontinence continents who are able to self-catheterize. There is a need for long-term trials to assess safety and efficacy of a new synthetic link.
0: Professor Corsenti, who are the best candidates for artificial sphincter?
3: In 2021, the Neurourology EAU Guideline Panel, conducted by Stefania Musco and Giulio Del Popolo, have conducted a systematic review on neurogenic stress urinary incontinence treatments. The artificial urinary sphincter was found to be the most frequently reported treatment in both adult men and women. Indeed, we found 400 patients implanted with an AUS over the 852 patients identified in the 13 studies out of the 32 found in this review. In patients having had a AUS, the neurogenic or the neurogenic lower urinary tract dysfunction was mainly related to spinal cord injury, majority of lower motor neuron lesion, or to spinal bifida. The rate of previous stress urinary incontinence surgery range for 33 to 54% of patients, giving eventually the picture of a highly complicated stress urinary incontinence population. AUS was placed at the bladder neck in women and more frequently at the bladder neck than at the bulbar urethra in males. One retrospective comparative study suggested that in male patients performing intermittent self-catheterization, bladder neck placement, placement of artificial urinary sphincter reduced the risk of urethral erosion. Laparoscopic and lately robotically assisted artificial urinary sphincter placement was described to be feasible for bladder neck implantations in both genders. Expected advantages of minimally invasive AUS implantation, namely abdominal wall preservation and reduced infection or erosion rate, still need to be demonstrated. Also, evaluation criteria were highly heterogeneous. Cured or improved patient rate were high with a median follow-up of 9 years, ranging from seven months to 11 years. Success rate, including cured and improved patient, range from 44% to 100% if we consider each study separately, and reached 75% if we pooled all the patient identified. No difference between gender was identified. 32% 32% of implanted patients had a concomitant bladder augmentation to cure neurogenic detrusor overactivity, and 8% had a new onset of NDO after the artificial urinary sphincter implantation with a subsequent bladder augmentation. The rate of surgical revision was high, as high as 50%, mainly due to mechanical failures known to be reversible after revision. In three studies over 13, giving the worst results in terms of erosion, 33 men and 90 women, counting respectively for 19 and 41%, had an explantation because of bladder, urethra, or vagina erosion Due to the AUS, if we report the total number of erosion leading to explantation to all patients identified in this review, the erosion rate dropped to 13%. In conclusion, AUS implantation seems to be an efficient option in the most complex cases of neurogenic stress urinary incontinence, mainly in spinal cord injury patients and spina bifida patients. This technique bears a high rate of surgical revision for mechanical failure over 5 to 10 years. Therefore, patients must be carefully selected and informed of advantage and risk of this procedure.
0: Thank you for joining Professor Dr. Popolo, Professor Dr. Carsenti and Dr. Musco for this episode of EAU Podcast on Neurogenic Stress Urinary Incontinence. For further information on the EU guidelines on neurourology please visit our website www.euroweb.org/guidelines